podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got Hello everyone, we are back. Another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. I am here with Gary. Hi guys. And I'm here with Glenn. Hello, how are you? Pretty good. We're all very good because you know what's happened over this week? No, no Aaron, what has happened over this week? That that wasn't forced at all. (laughs) Cricket is back. Cricket is officially back. Not this very second, but it is a, it's got actual return dates. There is a test series happening between the Windies and England next month. Australia's home summer has been sorted. Everything's official. It's written down and provided the world doesn't end between now and then, we will have international cricket back, and I am excited. Can you tell? No, oh, not as excited as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a long way into the future. It's a, you don't want to peak early. Oh, it's, it's only July. Early July. Early July is yeah. the um, England. We'll, we'll talk about it later on the show, but that is when the uh, England West Indies one is kicking off. Um, I see. That is that is soon. That is very soon. And then obviously our home summer is taking place during our summertime. So I believe it, we've got uh, some ODIs in August. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. I mean, uh-huh. India is coming over. Um, Afghanistan's coming over. But we'll get to that later on. We've also obviously got. Um, another local cricket hero. This one was submitted by a fan, so we're going to have a chat about that. It was brought yep. up on our social media accounts, so we're going to share that in this week's episode. And um, in the rant section, um, oh, I've got a rant. Gary couldn't think of one that really ticked him off enough, so I'm going again. And this one has to do with the umpires. So it's going to be a great episode. We're very excited, and we'll talk all about that coming up next. So, it's coming to an end. Light is at the end of the tunnel. The glorious light that is the resumption of international cricket. Who's excited? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, yep. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I'd have to twist too many arms for that one. Oh. So, of course, I'm talking about the England Cricket Board and the West Indies agreeing to a tour of the West Indies of England. Um, it'll be taking place in in July, and they'll be playing three tests in 21 days. Right. So 15 days of cricket in 21 days. That is going mm. to be – and even more importantly, two of the tests are at the same ground. Right. So there's going to be a lot of work involved for, A, the players to, for, to recover, and, uh, B, for the ground staff to make sure everything's um, will working that, well. Will, will that be, like, first and third, or will um, it be so consecutive tests? The first test is at Southampton – 8th of July to the 12th of July, and the second and third tests are at Old Trafford, the 16th to the 20th, and the 24th to the 28th. So there's a four-day turnaround yeah, right. for them to get the pitch prepared, which is, well, is going to be huge. Well, I assume they'll be using different pitches. I would have to imagine, but could you – But, but like you, you still got a field on the square, right? Yeah, so um, it's going to be very interesting. It's yeah, going you'd, be, to, you'd be finding out which pitch they were going to use for the next game and just like <laughs> – <laughs> just yep, yep. Just marking you. Oh, I'm at short cover here. I'll just uh, mark that out right on a length. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, credit to the old, the the 
the ground staff at Old Trafford, that's going to be quite the feat to make sure that that test is ready to go in four days. So um, hopefully weather doesn't intervene and we get some fantastic cricket. So the West Indies will arrive in the 9th of June and that's where they'll they'll prepare there and obviously have to go through all the quarantining period that is um, now just a fact of life for this post-COVID, well, not quite post, this end-of-COVID era that we're sort of hoping to get through. Um, and obviously they're going to be playing in biosecure venues. So I'm not sure what that means other than they're not in letting people in. Yellow suits. They're going to play in yellow suits. No, they're, they're all going to get the – you know those um – Soccer things, those little soccer bubbles. <laughs> oh, Zorb cricket. Zorb, yeah, Zorb. <laughs> How mad would that be? Um, all, both both venues will have hotels on site, so they must be putting up temporary accommodation possibly. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I've watched a lot of games, games in England, and I don't recall there being a hotel right out the front of either of those grounds, so they must be setting up some temporary accommodation so the players aren't then exposed to – the general public in between. So there's obviously going to be regular testing. Um, yeah. They're keeping them isolated. They're playing behind closed doors. Warney so, wouldn't have dealt with that. No, he, he, just, w- he just <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to talk. Yeah. Yeah, he just because yeah. he wouldn't have had his phone either. No, oh, he probably would have his phone, but he can't drag any nurses or anything like that back to the hotel room or mm, <laughs> nurses. <laughs> well, they were dressed as nurses when he found them. I don't know what that was I don't profession. Think, I don't think those ladies had anything to do with the medical profession. <laughs> <tell you>. um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the Windies are going to have uh, – obviously they're not going to be able to play any first-class matches, but that's that's a month that they're going to be in England preparing. So um, – and, and they, they actually – acclimatise themselves well. They did quite well their last tour of England. So um, I think that there's quite a potential for an upset here. They've got quite a lot of time to prepare. Both teams are realistically starting from square one. No one's really had any sort of cricket to play in the last few months. So mm-hmm. they're all going to be a little bit rusty. No one's got any first-class games sort of get under the belt. So it's all going to be network. Um, nets have only really been opened about the same time, so it's not like England have had a massive head start on their preparation. They're both going to be starting their preparation at the same time. Um, I'm really excited. I think that uh, the Windies could come in here and um, maybe so, maybe seal this series. I think it's going to be great. So the Windies still led by Jason Holder? Yes. Um, so I actually have a l- list of the players in the West Indian squad. A couple of the players opted out, obviously, I'm assuming due to concerns about travelling in in the COVID era. They didn't want to put themselves at risk. So the squad that is going is Jason Holder, Craig Rathwaite, Shy Hope, Shane Dowrich, Roston Chase, uh, Shemar Brooks, Rakeem Cornwall. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Krumar Bonner, Alzari Joseph, Krumar Holder, uh, John Campbell, Raymond... R- Roifer, Kemar Roach, Jermaine Blackwood, and Shannon Gabriel. And I apologise to any West Indies fans well, if I have mispronounced I'm pretty sure the guy's name. name is Raymond Reefer. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> that probably makes it a bit more offensive. But um, no, I'm pretty sure it is how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, so it's a strong-looking squad. Um, Shy Hope had a really good tour over in England last time. Yeah, um, he's, he's better than his brother, no. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to get that out of the way. I love that joke. We use that <laughs> way too often. Um, Kemar <laughs> Roach, Gabriel and Holder have all been bowling incredibly well for the West Indies over the last couple of years, so that that's a bowling attack that's going to hold them in good stead. 
Has Roach been going that well? Yeah, Roach has been bowling for the last, I think, two years. He's been bowling somewhere close to 20. Mm. It's been it's right. been really good sort so of. So he rest. reinvented himself though, yeah. because he's not express quick these days. He's more of a, a seamer. Yeah, high one thirties hit the seam. Shannon Gabriel is their um. They're out and out quick. They're out and out quick. Alzari Joseph as well is a very impressive young prospect as well. So um, be interesting to see yep. how they how they go over there. And obviously Jason Holder is arguably the form test all rounder. Well, you can build an attack around him because he just. Doesn't go for runs. He will just bowl all day. And he's got a, a batting average of uh, around thirty odd. I believe he's got a double hundred against England as well mm. to his name. So yep. he likes playing against the Poms. And he scored that um, that match winning hundred and fifty batting at eight as well. I think yep. that was in England. He did that. So um, yeah, a couple of handy all rounders that they've got. Um, you'd say that probably holders the uh, the bowling all rounder, but you've got Roston Chase. Who you'd say is the the more the batting all rounder? Yeah, he's he actually got a really big haul of wickets against England in the West Indies as well. Yeah. He bowled them yeah. to a victory, so um, I'm really excited. Um, obviously we we I'm pretty sure we're all going to be right behind the West Indies. No one's really going to go for the Poms, I don't think. We're oh. wearing our green and gold on our yeah, but that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I honestly think that that, that team they're sending over, if they prepare well, um, England's looking it's, a little shaky. It, it's not just a hatred of of England either. It's I, I want to see West Indies strong, and I yeah. think everyone does. Absolutely, it's a bit twofold. Obviously, we there's no love lost for us on the Poms, but um, we do genuinely want to see the West Indies becoming a yeah. A, an elite cricket nation again, so... Um, oh, they, they need to spend more money, but, yeah. I, I actually agree. Yep. We need to do that. Definitely need to do that. We need to see them at their best. We need, um, a, we need the Americans to stop poaching all of their fast bowlers to go play baseball. Mm. Is that a thing? No, I think, I think it is a thing, actually, that there's oh. been a lot, of, a lot of cricketing talent that's been poached to go and play more lucrative sports in the United States. That's oh. one of the reasons they've given, I think. I think I think soccer's probably got a lot to do with it, actually. Yeah, well, I not- mean, even Kurtley Ambrose, I, yeah. I, I remember watching an interview with him and he was never really that interested in cricket. He, he did it because his mum liked it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wanted to be a footballer, Yeah, I think, um, and – Became one of the greatest fast bowlers of all time, even though, yeah, he wasn't really into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully this current this current team's got some strong foundations here. So hopefully they can get back to playing some really good high-level cricket and re- make cricket a, an exciting thing for young West Indians to get behind again because, you know, we all know that, you know, success usually breeds interest and interest obviously breeds uh, more players coming I, through the I system. I think there's a sense of raw talent about West Indies. You know, you get you get our guys and you get England's guys and they're talented, but you know that they've gone through the various academies and, and such um, and honed their, their skills, whereas the West Indies just have a style all on their own, um, which they've developed, you know, like the, you know, on the up through the covers, the Calypso style, um, and, you, and it's not as cultivated, you know. It's a, it feels like raw talent. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and moving on from there, um, so that's kicking off obviously in July. Australia has announced their dates for their home summer, 
And uh, so the test matches for this year are on November 21st at Optus Stadium will be Afghanistan's first test in Australia, which I find immensely exciting for, oh, for the Afghanistan team. I am so excited for that because everyone, everyone will write them off. There's no way in the world these guys will do any good. And you know what? I think they'll surprise us. I think they may have surprised us at a ground that wasn't at Optus Stadium. If they got to play at Adelaide, I think they probably may have put up more of a fight. But um, that pitch that they've played at Optus Stadium a few times is... It's like the Perth of old. Yeah, it's every bit as... Da- well, not every bit as dangerous, but it, it, it's definitely got shades of the whacker. Well, um, and kind of is only across the road. And I think uh, watching, watching Afghanistan in the World Cup, you could tell that they were really uncomfortable playing... Um, genuine pace. pace and the and aggressive sort of short pitch bowling, which is what they're going to get a lot of over here. So I, uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that test will be lucky to go for four days. In yeah, all fairness, I'd, I'd like to see Rashid in the the longest form. Let's I think um, that's, that's going to be one of the draw cards. I, I'm I'm hoping, very much hoping that Afghanistan puts on a great show. Regardless, I think this is an amazing opportunity for them, and Cricket Australia have done a great job in including because this is obvi- this obviously won't go towards the World Test Championship, and they're probably not going to be a major so they're, commercial. They're not, they're not one of the ten right now. No. They're not a. Uh, it's only the top eight in the World Test Championship. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, um, so they're on the second tier with uh, Ireland and uh, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. Have got their Test status back now, so they would be oh, on that tier as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so but yeah. I can't imagine they're going to be an amazing commercial success. Um, the interest of them having their debut test might drum up enough interest, but Cricket Australia probably could have brought out more lucrative teams to come and play this summer, but they didn't. They went and got Afghanistan, and yeah, I think that's a great move. There, there, there is that, but, I mean, I really enjoyed seeing the Afghanistan team play in, um, in the World Cup. In, in the last two World Cups, mm. um, there's an argument there to say that we could go back to the old tri series format and have them play in the in an India Australia tri series. Yeah, no one's really doing tri series anymore. Which well, they should. They should. Yes, <laughs> they, they did go for too long. I think you can you can sort of and that's the problem. You've got um, you've got three teams tied up in a tournament. One of them's not playing, and where they could be off playing somewhere else, and it's just the schedule's so compact now that it's really difficult to fit something like that in. No, don't mm. care. Yeah, it's true. Bring it back. Um, <laughs> and then obviously uh, the the biggest ticket in uh, international cricket at the moment, Australia versus India. They've got four tests: uh, the Gabba on December third, Adelaide December eleventh, and then MCG and SCG are obviously hosting their normal days on Boxing Day and the New Year's test on January 3rd. Um, I believe the SCG is going to be the day-night test, and we obviously managed to convince Virat Kohli that, to come and play at the Gabba, so we've got a Gabba <laughs> test. <laughs> Tim Payne is such a cheeky bastard. <laughs> uh, why are we playing India again? Because Australia's, Australian cricket's running out of money because of COVID, and India well, is I- the biggest... Show in town. I, I can understand that, but it is uh, it feels a bit rude because it's kind of our turn to go over to their place. Um, we did that last summer. Did we? Yeah, we had an ODI series in January. Yeah, oh, but, an but ODI for test. series. Yeah, a meaningless ODI series. Yeah, pretty really. much. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it, this was this was booked in 
two years ago. This. Yeah, so I know. It's, um, I know, it's just a weird sort of scheduling thing. I, I'm going to put it's my... Been, it's been a long time since we've had that challenge. I'm going to put my, um, my cynical hat on a little bit here. Do we think that there might be a little bit of not biting the hand that feeds you from Cricket Australia here? Like, why are we not playing India and Perth? Well, it bounces too much and Virat Kohli's scared. Well, I don't know if it's that. Virat Kohli actually scored 100 at Optus Stadium don't last care. time out, but the rest of the team didn't do a great deal. I find it very strange that um, we're not playing India in Perth, not just because it's the bounciest wicket, but because it's also a brand-new stadium. It's got a 60,000-seat capacity. Obviously, the the bro- you know the power brokers behind funding that want to make their money back, and obviously an India test yeah. would be a very big draw card. I just find it really strange that that's one of the ones that misses out. I mean, normally Adelaide is... Yeah, there's, um, there's a reasonably high Indian population in Perth. Um, the other thing, too, is they've also moved the day-night test from Adelaide to the SCG, which is which has unfortunately now become probably the most docile wicket in the country. Mm. Do you think there's a little bit of the BCCI going, all right, we gave you the Gabba and we've given you a day-night test, but we're looking after our own here. We shan't be playing in Perth because we lost there last time, and you're going to have your day-night test on the most docile wicket you've got because we don't want to get embarrassed having it swing around corners at Adelaide. Well, I understand why. If it's the worst pitch we go to. Have your day-night test there. Well, they've always played the day-night test at Adelaide, though. Yeah, but things change. Like, I, I can't... For me, personally, I'd prefer it was in Adelaide because it's easier to drive to Sydney and watch the cricket in one day than have to travel all the way home. It gives time for, you know, other stuff. <laughs> but, no, in, in all seriousness, if you're going to have a day-night test where, like, the, the wicket does weird things of a night time... Why wouldn't you have it on your worst pitch? Sydney shouldn't be the worst pitch. Sydney used to be one of the best pitches in the world. Yep. Used to be, being the operative word. And unfortunately, the way things have worked out, it just it just isn't anymore. There's also a lot of weather involved in that too. The weather is seemingly when the pitch looks like it's got a little bit of life in it, we get rain for four days. and Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember when we went to see an Australia uh, Australia. West Indies. West, uh, yeah. I got, no, it was I Australia, got, India. No, no, the one that... Were, were we, we with that one? And, and it uh, it rained most oh, of the time. Yeah, yeah, that one. I thought you were talking about the one where oh, the well, only day, of, like I think they had one day of playing the whole yeah. test, which was like day five, and we went down to yeah. watch the yeah. West Indian-Australia game just grind out to a draw. I got Craig Brathway to wicket in that game. You did. He owes you. He, he owes, owes me. You got one test wicket. It was only Mitchell Marsh, but still... Yeah. It doesn't say that. It doesn't come with an asterisk on his on his total wickets. It just says one more wicket to his total for getting Mitch Marsh out. <laughs> Gary's looking at me like, how on earth did you get a did test you, wicket? Yeah, I still remember the time that you was telling me you st- stood there in the stands. When you come back, you looked like a lobster, by the way. Oh, yeah, that game. Um, screaming at Shane Watson all day, and he finally turned around and gave you a thumbs up. Yeah, I just wanted him to wave at me. <laughs> like 25 overs, just yelling his name out, and it wasn't until he had to run, because he took a catch and ran in to celebrate, and then he obviously was facing the crowd as he ran back out to his fielding position, and, he, and I'm like, give us a wave, Shane, and he finally went... And waved at me, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, how hard was that?" And I was, I was being belligerent, like I was loud, and the crowd wasn't that full. Really? So he, uh, 
I, I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sarcasm dripping from that comment. Um, yeah, so I'll, uh, I'm being a little cynical. I, I would, I, I tend to lean towards that. Um, I think it might help Australia. You know, they pretty much crushed us last time at Sydney. We the rain saved us, I believe. Yes, yeah, so it would have been a massive victory to India. But by that time, the series was I wasn't gone, but. We, yeah. we could only draw it, I think, at that point. But it brings the uh, fast bowler into the game in Sydney. Yeah. It sort of um, makes you question whether you pick two spinners. So what do we think? India beat us comfortably last time out. Do we yeah. reckon we've got enough in the bank to turn it around? Oh, we're going to break stuff. <laughs> we're going we're to break, break stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it depends on, for me, if they've got, Boomerah and he's back to his best and fit. They could do us again, even at home. Uh, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's their bowlers. To be honest, I think it's ours. Yeah, our mm. bowling attack was at full strength the last tour. Our batting lot. Our, ba- our batting was decimated with the loss of Warner and Smith, but our bowling was at pretty much full strength. And there's a lot of times that they didn't get the breakthroughs, especially around Cheshwara Pujara. If and Stark was. Stark's form was waning. Yeah. You know, Hazelwood and Cummins were uh, bowling their you know their hearts out, but not really getting a lot there. If we get some lively tracks and Stark's in form, assuming that Stark plays, and you've got Cummins who's just gone from strength to strength, and Hazelwood being you know one of the better bowlers going around. To be honest, we've seen all of all of their bowlers bar Boomerah have come out multiple times and had pretty average series. Except for that first spell from Ashant Sharma when he came out in 2008. Yeah. He's had a pretty average time of Australia since then. Um, most of those other guys that they've got have had pretty average series. I think the key, they're not going to be facing Aaron Finch at the top of the order now with the, yeah. you know, if the ball just moves slightly back in towards him, he'll get bowled through the gate. So They've got to have Smith in there. Smith averages 87 against India. So thinking about what, like what, yeah, what the differences are between the team that we took against them last time. Well, instead now. of instead of Marcus Harris and in Finch at the top of the order, you will have David Warner. Yeah, 20, 20 plus Test centuries um, scored one hundred and eighty off in a blink of an eye in a, against them in one Test. You know. Averaging 40, high 40s, one of the better openers going around. You'll have Joe Burns instead. Um, then who do we have? We had Peter Hanscom and Sean, no, Usman Khawaja and Sean Marsh that were your three and four. Yeah. Instead, you're going to have Manus Labuschagne, who was coming off one of the best home summers. Mm. And to be fair, a, a pretty good tour of England as well. Um, and Steve Smith, who's the best batsman in the world right now. Um, and then you've got... Um, Travis Head, who was the leading run scorer against India in the last time out, so he's comfortable enough facing India. <laughs> that wasn't saying much, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, so oh, that- I don't know. I think Matty Wade might might struggle a bit against the uh, the spin bowlers. He'll just hit out. He'll, he'll hit out. You know he will. Yeah. No one struggles against spin in Australia. Well, Harvajan Singh I, is a I much think, better spinner than anyone India's got in that team at the moment. I he think averages you'll find 60. that Ash, Ashwin doesn't do too bad when he comes over here. So, he, saying, he doesn't tear through sides, but he keeps at it. Saying that, though, like you're talking about our bowlers just didn't do the job. 
it's really it, it it's ha- hard to do the job when your batting doesn't give yeah, you a score that's, as that's well. what i was about to say like it, it's it's all mental stuff too like you can bowl your heart out all day but if a team puts three four five hundred on you and your batsman go out and score 200 it's just it, it has to rip your heart out mm. especially mm. if you go out and bowl your heart out and like there was a, a couple of days in that where australia did nothing wrong and just got nowhere like Pujara was a wall and they just ended up putting on, you know, 400, which considering the conditions was pretty good. And then Australia goes out and gets rolled in four sessions and the bowlers are back out there again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's it's really cricket. It's it's, it's a kind of slingshot kind of game. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be very patriotic here. And I think the inclusion of Smith, who, like I said, averages 87 against India, 127 against India at home will be huge. Manus Labashain is a massive upgrade on Sean Marsh and Usman Khawaja, who is also in the top of the order. He's better than both of them put together. Um, and our openers are going to be a lot better. I can see them doing far better against the new ball than our openers did the last time out, which means that guys like Bumrah and Sharma aren't going to have as new a rock to get into our middle order. So... I think I think our batting is going to be a lot more solid. It will come down, obviously. I think the toss will be very important because if their batsmen come through and the wickets are just a little bit docile, Pujara batted very, very well. Um, Coley is going to have a good series. He always has a good series in Australia. He's one of those special batsmen that manages to come over here and almost get better playing over here than he does other places. Um but I think I think Australia's going to win this one. It's going to be a much more comfortable series than um, the last one, for sure. I, I think it'll be an interesting, an interesting series. Um, I'm actually hoping that India will be at full strength so that we can see where we've gotten. It definitely feels like our team is way better than the one that, that was, was beaten. Well, we lost the first test against India by, what, 30-odd runs with Hazelwood and Adel Hyan trying to chase down the last score. You can't tell me that Warner and Smith in that side instead of Finch and Hanscom mm. don't well, chase that down. I then, then, that, then that becomes two all. I haven't been, I've, I haven't been um, following the uh, Indian team that closely. I mean, perhaps they've found a few players as well. Jeez, it'd have to be good to squeeze into that team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick that it's going to be 3-0 to Australia with one of those games, probably Boxing Day, being a draw. Jesus. I'm uh, I'm going all in. I'm pushing the chips. I'm shoving. Nah. Three wins and a draw. No, nah, I reckon. Australia nah. coming back with a vengeance. Smith to average over 100. Maybe 2-1 or 2-all. Where are we going to lose? No, hopefully not at the Gabba. Well, I, it'll be the first, first time in 30-odd years yeah. if that happens. Yeah, well, well India never also never won a series in Australia up until last time they come in. Uh, it's an asterisk on it. When we banned two of our best players <laughs> and they only just won. I'm, I'm thinking Melbourne is one, unfortunately. Um, and Sydney's the other questionable one. Melbourne is almost a home, home ground game yeah, yeah. for India. It just you, when you watch it on TV, it's it's amazing, mm. and it must be great for them. Yeah, but yeah, I I reckon either two all or two one. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with with Gary. I'll I'll probably lean towards two one. 
Um, there'll be a there'll be a rained out draw somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll probably beat us in Adelaide. I think if they're going to beat us anywhere, it's got to be Adelaide for a, in a day day test. Right? Yeah, I reckon. Uh, I I think Melbourne is the one that's most likely to be a draw. I think the day night test is going to obviously if weather doesn't get involved in any of these tests. The day night test will be um, usually ending a result. Um, Adelaide is a good one for a result. India and India beat us in Adelaide last time, so I think that's the test that's probably going to be doesn't have the pace of or the bounce of the Gabra or op, obviously not playing at Optus, but I think that'll play into India's hands there. Um, but I'm still I'm still tipping that we will win three 0 with a draw. That's that's my tip. So my tip is that it's going to be a great series. Oh, absolutely, I'm just happy to be watching it again. <laughs> and, yeah. and the best part is, hang on, let me just check my dates again just to make sure. Um, so some exciting news. Or yeah, I could push that. That'll work. Aaron, no, uh, it'll work. No, it will. I could take that amount of time off. No, <laughs> I I have a, a little cricketer on its way. And, and he or she should be arriving sometime about the middle of December. Right. And obviously I want to be a caring father and take time off to help get ready for the arrival of the baby. So if I take time off from, say, I don't know, the 3rd of December, <laughs> and then obviously I want to be there after the birth of the child. So if I go back, say, the middle of January... Oh well, that actually works out quite well because the. I'm sorry, you you planned this. You pre-planned this. <laughs> You've done the math on <laughs> it. <laughs> I'd like to disagree and say you are so full of shit, but I'm I'm well aware of your parental instincts, my friend, and, <laughs> and I will just go. Mm-hmm. Well, how good cricket, idea! Cricket's one of those things that you just put it on the background, and I can still be that attentive, caring father that goes and feeds the baby and does all that sort of well, stuff the, while the TV's on. The first few months, they just dribble down their face anyway. Yeah, or <laughs> on you, or the yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah they Hang just. On. Well, congratulations! It's pretty much the same. <laughs> pretty much the same as me while I'm watching cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that'll work out well. So thank you. Uh, so moving on from that, we've also it's not just about the tests between um, India and Afghanistan. We've actually got some ODI tours coming up. Is it a tri series? It is not Should a tri series. Um, I want a tri series between <laughs> Australia, Australia A, and Australia B. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so we have got an ODI series against Zimbabwe starting in August. Um, one of the games in Townsville and the other two haven't been uh, given a ground yet, so they're working that out. Um, and then early October, we have a three, OD, uh, three T20 series game against the West Indies. That's in Townsville, in Cairns and the Gold Coast. Why? Just getting it out there, playing. Why? Just getting as much cricket as we can. It, it's welcome. It's, it's it is welcome, but Why? What's wrong with that? It's a similar climate to what they have in the Caribbean. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it is in Townsville and Cairns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, in leading into the uh, test against per, uh, Afghanistan in November, we also, uh, or early October it is actually, we've got a T20 series against India. So uh, the Gabba, Manaka, and Adelaide in early, or well, middle of October, we have three T20s as well. So there is... So much cricket coming this summer. 
It is fantastic. The only unfortunate thing, obviously, is they're likely to be played. Well, maybe not. Fingers crossed. Uh, one of the rival sporting codes, Rugby League, is hoping to have crowds for their final series, which will take place in October. They're hoping to have crowds in. Maybe not full capacity crowds, but they're hoping to have crowds. So things going the way they are um, COVID-19-wise in Australia, that looks like it could be a possibility. So we might actually be able to attend some of these games, all things going well. But at the moment, um, no one is – I'm assuming the grounds will be empty. So unfortunate that with all this cricket, you can't actually get down and watch any, but um, – it's just I'm just happy for it to be on TV. I'm like, do you, well, do you think they're going to have like the the canned crowd like they are with the rugby league? How much better is it? How well, how honestly, are they going to like uh, simulate the Mexican wave? Oh, they, and then they do just that. get the cardboard things just, and just put just, like a fan on. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is it's just the background noise. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. There, there are some so the what you're talking about with the rugby league there are some instances where it, it definitely sounds fake like they've just haven't nailed the yeah. the game situation with the yeah. noise coming through the speakers um yeah. but on over yeah. overall uh there's a lot of it's copped a lot of flack there's a lot of people on social media saying they hate it but I think it's a very welcome addition especially considering the grounds are empty uh, I don't know about you but I'd much rather watch simulated crowd noise than no crowd noise crowd Crowd involvement in live sport. Yeah. Helps I think they put spectacle. it into to cover up some of the rugby league players swearing as yeah, well. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think officially it was to simulate a live sport environment to make the overall package seem more uh, realistic. But I think uh, under the table it was these footballers swear too much. We need to cover it up. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I I I honestly remember watching when we had that one week. Where we had no crowd noise whatsoever, yeah, it and was, it was so boring. Mm. But it's still the same game; it's still the same thing. And I, I hope they do the same thing with cricket if they can't have crowds. Yeah, because watching that was it a one day match with New Zealand? Mm. It was boring. How funny yeah. was it though? <laughs> Every time they hit a six into the stands, Nobody they had to go had and to find the ball. <laughs> had, to, had to go and get it. Not only that, has not just get it. They had to go, go fetch they, it. Son. They, they had a break in play because they couldn't find, find the it. ball. Ah, <laughs> oh, welcome back to great crickets, my no, friends. I mean, without crowds, how is Coley going to know that he's a wanker? <laughs> oh, don't you worry. There's enough people to tell Coley he's a wanker. Oh, Tim Payne will be on that. I know he's your captain, but you can't like him as a bloke. It's one of the best sledging I think I've ever heard. Oh. Oh, it's fantastic. But, yeah, so much cricket. As you can tell, we're all really excited, and I hope you all are at home as well. Um, it's great to see life starting to progress back to normal, and not just in Australia, all across the globe, things are starting back up. Except um, for America. I, except, yeah, let's not go there. That's, that's a whole other <laughs> That's a camera. whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I am genuinely excited for this West Indies tour to England. I think it's going to be a phenomenal spectacle. I cannot wait to see that televised in the next few weeks. Can, can I come over to your place? Absolutely. What, if, what time do they kick off? Probably yeah, 7.30 probably seven. at night. If yeah, got plenty of beds. You can come and stay. Uh, see, I, I wouldn't care. If it was like Barriga under sixes playing, and it was televised. <laughs> I'd watch it, and I'd barrack for someone. I don't care who it was. <laughs> it's cricket, and it's back.
Yes, here we are. It is another segment of the Soapbox. I'm dragging it out again this time because, well, we all know that I like a bit of a rant. And my rant for this week is why is it that we can no longer, we still, still can't have home umpires umpiring in Australia? Why can we not have Australian umpires umpiring in Australia? All the technology around today, what is stopping home umpires from being able to, it's not just Australia, but home umpires umpiring in in their home countries. It is, it's beyond ridiculous. No. Beyond ridiculous. We had years and years where Simon Taufel was considered to be one of the very elite umpires in the world, and we never got him to umpire a test match because it just seems to be this, um, this in systemic rule in place that we're accusing all of the umpires of being cheats. Yeah, uh, I mean, where, where, where did it come in? Um, I think it was probably a reaction to people, uh, you know, teams complaining about the, the, the bias of umpires or oh, perceived I, bias of umpires. I can understand that, but we've got safeguards in place now. This DRS system we've got in place gets rid of those howlers. So if the umpire is just like, nah, man, I want to see the Aussies get up. Can't have them beating England in the Ashes. You just yeah. well, I, I, call the DRS. See, I, I can see it from both points of view. Like, I, I can understand why they they haven't. However, I can understand why they have. Because if I was an umpire, I wouldn't care. If Virat Kohli was out in the middle and anyone appealed, if they were in the crowd, I'd give him out. <laughs> well, did you want you ordered an ICC uh, that, umpire? That's though. why Gary that's why is not I'm an not, ICC that's umpire. That's why I'm not an ICC <laughs> but umpire. So you wouldn't matter if you were umpiring in Australia or Bermuda, you would still give him out. Yep. Doesn't like I'd I'd message him all the time, you're out, get out. <laughs> See, I would be incredibly insulted as a modern day umpire about this rule. Basically, they're saying this rule is in place. You cannot umpire on your home soil in a test match because we don't trust you to do your job properly. But didn't didn't they used to bring like England used to bring a, a, an umpire, and they'd have because I remember remember Dickie Bird, mm-hmm. yeah, he used to umpire um, Ashes tests all the time. Yeah, in Australia, in Australia, oh, the rules of I'm not like it's been a little while since the rules have been in. But I think it was after Dickie Bird's time. Oh, okay. But I yeah. just I just don't see the, the the need for these rules anymore, especially when you've got some really quality umpires that can never umpire. But yeah. the, 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 it's just it's disadvantaging certain teams that they've got. Say the the number one umpire in the world cannot umpire. Like uh, I can understand why they can't. But then when you think about it, like we're not going to end up with 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 Steve Buckner either. Like he's never going to if if you change the rule. He'll just follow the West Indies around. Look, and Steve Buckner's amazing. He's a he's horrid ter- he's umpire. A, he's a terrible he's umpire. A he's a nice umpire. guy. And what was his name? The like? Kiwis are cheering about this rule because they never had to put up with Billy Bowden. He was cool. Yeah, but he was crap. <laughs> yeah, he might have been crap, but he's not the worst there's ever been. No, he's no. not. But I just think in today's day and age, with all of the technology at our disposal to get rid of the howlers, all of the scrutiny that these umpires are on now with all these television replays, if you go and have a – like umpires get graded on their games. If you're going to go and take the risk of just being really conservative with your LBW shouts when your home team is batting and then when your home team is bowling, you're trigger happy, this is all going to get reviewed. And if you're going to have a really poor game, that's going to affect 
obviously your reputation with the umpires and then you know it might cost you such high profile jobs moving forward you might so so just a hypothetical though let's just say you know there was a bad there was a bad umpiring call in England at the most recent ashes <laughs> <laughs> and yes we didn't have a a DRS left like we could have but we wasted it anyway Let's say that both of those umpires are English. Is that going to make you more annoyed about what happened? Oh, or about the same? Look, in an Ashes series, I'm going to be ropeable, but that's not because I think the umpire, like, I genuinely think the umpires are cheating. I'll just grasp onto anything to. Which umpire's call was that, by the way? That that was plump. Come on, man. I can't remember. Um, Yeah. Like, hard on heart, I'd be a, I would be very angry about it as a passionate fan. But objectively speaking, unless we're going to accuse these umpires of cheating, I don't see a reason why you couldn't have an Englishman umpiring the Ashes in England. Like, yeah, I think you, yeah, I think it, it does show a kind of um, lack of faith in their own review system. It, not only the review system, but the integrity of their umpires. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. What I mean, uh, not not the review as in the DRS. I mean the review as in oh, they're, they're reviewing the, the performance the, the review, performance of, review. The, of the umpires. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose you might need to take away, um, you need to take away that opportunity for them to make bias calls. Take, take, if you take that away from them, it's no longer there. Well, I so think, you can't do I, it. I think with the the opportunity that we've got now to review all of what the umpire, everything the umpires do now is, is under so much scrutiny. There's, you know, there's DRS, there's slow motion replays, there's all this sort of stuff. It's really hard for you to be consistently bad and get away with it. So what you're saying is, is if if your home umpire um makes a few bad calls in the, the home test and it he seems to be favouring one side, drop them down a tier rather than actually well, just I, send them I, off to I, a different country. I'm not suggesting any sort of specific action that they should take. What I'm suggesting is if the umpires were going to be deceitful, it would be easily noticed if they're going to be performing poorly, there's so much more, so much more opportunity to to scrutinise umpires' work, and the more they're scrutinised, obviously the the lower their reputation becomes, and the less likely that is they're going to be put into to big name test matches, which obviously uh, they fall out of the international circuit. That's that's their livelihood. So they're yeah, not going su- to they're not you- going to cut their own legs off just because they're. Patriotic. You could maybe argue that, and not only that, we're also like we're also assuming that it's only a financial factor involved in this. Like we're assuming that the only reason these umpires are honest is because they're getting paid, which I think is very insulting to the umpires that they're actually not just out there doing their job properly because that's their job. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from with it all. However, I I don't think you can. I don't think you can have an Australian umpire umpiring Australia's game. Do you, do you think that is okay? Do you think that is the perception of having an Australian umpire umpiring an Australian game, or do you think an Australian umpire just simply couldn't do it? Oh, they could definitely do it. They then do why it. can't they? That's that's what I'm saying. Because like, it, our, like they shouldn't be making rules to make fans happy. If the fan, if English fans are going to get upset because. 
an Australian umpire gave Joe Root out and it was a 50-50 call and they're going to call us. That's that's So long as they look at that and go, well, you know, it was umpire's call. It's close enough. It was close enough yeah, and a normal umpire would give it out. Like we don't need to make rules to keep us happy. It just yeah. needs to be the best for the game. And you can't tell me that having the best umpires available to umpire games isn't the best thing for the game. Yeah, like I, I can see where you're coming from. However, in the in the long run, in the big scheme of things, it's a business. Cricket's a business. And if you're going to upset your supporters... so the, But see, I get what you're saying, but the supporters are go, only going to be upset if the umpires don't do their job properly. Yeah, but if the, the umpires are honest and doing their job properly, like you can get, oh, I can't believe that. He's such a cheat. He was out and he wasn't given. And then they go and look at it and go, well, actually, no, the technology supports that that was not out. Like there's so many ways to check this now. Yeah, I've, I've done understand. that a few times. Um, <laughs> go to DRS. He's out. He's out. Ah, that's what crap, I mean. It's sorry. no more. It's not like, <laughs> you know, the days of old where you just sort of take the umpire's decision at face value and you – and off you trot. There are now safeguards in place, and even if the safeguards don't come out during the game, you go back and look at it and go, well, he had five absolute howlers on here. What is this Muppet doing? And then he obviously then gets reprimanded for being such a terrible umpire. Like, so if we go back, we go, let's, let's, let's go back to England. Let's go back to – I can't remember who the umpire was. I'm not sure, yeah. I, you, you would have thought I was that, like Rudy, that, that amount was it, of – It wasn't Rudy Kurtzman, was no, it? No, I don't He's think He's been so. gone for ages, Rudy Kurtzman. I, I, right. I think it might have been Ray Illingworth. Although, no, no, no he's, I, he's I, English, I was, so he can't – It might have been Mariah Rasmus. That's, yeah. That's, that's the guy's name I was looking yeah, for. Yeah. So, let's just say he's from England and he gave that not out. Would you be pissed? Oh, I suppose Glenn raised the same point earlier. I would be, but if you go and look at it and go like it, like it was, it was given out. So the DRS gave it out, but it wasn't awful. Mm. I don't know, Aaron. That was pretty <laughs> bloody bad. Like from the angle that he was bowling at, you could like it should have been given out, but it wasn't like it pitched a foot and a half outside leg and were, and was given out like one that's been doing or the it, rounds. Or it like, you know, pitched on middle, straightened and hit him like pretty it, much it, on the full. It wasn't like a, oh, my God, this is absolutely dead set, like plum, yeah, cannot like, be okay, anything so, else. So if, if Australia would have been able to review that yeah. that decision, you would you would have still been nail-biting. You would have been going, oh, please be out, please yeah, be out. Yeah, it wasn't absolutely yeah. can't miss, definitely out, oh, my God, how did he not give it out sort of thing. It was So, so what I'm trying to say is – as a fan, as a fan, because I'm so emotionally involved in that series, to, I wouldn't be – if the umpire got it wrong, I wouldn't think it was because he was cheating. I would think it was because he was incompetent. That would be my first – Yeah, fair enough. That yeah. would be my first port of call. I wouldn't have sit there and gone, he only gave that uh, gave that not out because he's a pom. I would have said he only gave that not out because he's crap at his job. So, And, that, and, and thinking about it, that would have been my a reaction. That was my reaction in the moment. And – I still think even if he was English, my reaction still would have been bad umpire as opposed to cheating umpire. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so the, my point was that was one decision, one poor decision. But That, it, that one poor decision. But that one poor decision, on the scale of things. That's in a bit of a vacuum though. That decision decided a test match. It decided a series. As opposed to if that happened – Second hour of day one, yeah, we probably get over that. 
Yeah, but so that's just the point. Um, so, and again, you can't use as much as a fans. Fans can use emotional weight of the importance of a decision at the timing of a test match to to help articulate their arguments. But in terms of the actual his job performance, that was one decision that he got wrong. Yeah, it wasn't a. It wasn't. It wasn't more wrong because it was. It cost Australia the test match. It was just a wrong decision, and that's how you <laughs> look at it. Wrong decision, bad timing. <laughs> yeah, really was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think there's. I can't. I just. I think the rule itself inherently is distrustful of umpires, which I think is a really bad message to send to your elite umpires that they can't be trusted. And I just think that even if you had umpires in there that couldn't be trusted, there are so many avenues of review by the teams in the moment and then performance review later on that if they're going to be consistently undermining oppositions of their home team then it's going to get caught it's going to get caught up people will see it it will it patterns will emerge and then those umpires will then get punished so i just think that if you've got an umpire that is amazing in his job he should be able to go and umpire anywhere there shouldn't be a he might not be available that's one thing he might be busy umpiring somewhere else, but I don't think he should be ruled out altogether because yeah, of his nationality. Like yeah, can, that, 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 that legitimately is, if you want to break it down, that is the discrimination based upon nationality. Yeah. If you want to get super technical about it, which is probably, it's a bit of a long, it's a medium bow. We won't go a long yeah, bow. A little bit. <laughs> um, but I just think it's a rule that is inherently mistrustful of the most important people in the sport. Which I think is really strange. That that's, yeah. And I think the the only reason is is because it was the easier way of doing it. Yeah, that's and, and, and at the time, it, it's it was, easy rather than the right thing. Yeah, it's, yeah and they at took the, time, the easy option. At the time, it would have been hard to when they made this rule. It was much harder to then go and check these umpires after the fact. Yeah, and I believe that there was probably probably an Australian umpire that robbed Richard Hadley of a couple of decisions, which probably <laughs> led towards this sort of rule being implemented. And there are a few in the subcontinent that robbed Glenn McGrath of a uh, of a fair few as well. So, like, I get that there's that there's appearances have led to this. It isn't just they've just gone off knee jerk reaction that they've got to this point. But I think it's it's time we go back down the track of trusting these umpires to do the right thing. And none of those umpires that were ruled out were ever considered to be some of the best umpires going around, which I think is the the, the main the main mark of my point is that Australia had to go basically for well, all of the two thousands without having who was agreed by the ICC as one of the best umpires in the world, Simon Taufel, umpiring their games for no other reason other than you're Australian and they're Australian. So the ICC is saying that their best umpire couldn't be trusted to umpire a game properly. I'd like to see Paul Rifle <laughs> umpire an Australian game. Yep. Because that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can be heroes just for one day. Okay, so time for another uh, segment of Local cricket heroes. We've actually had someone write us out, write us in something. Um, the guy I called out, Matty Rice, uh, he also did a team. But uh, we'll get straight to his story. He says, I have a local cricket hero, uh, a friend named Bill, who has a grey nickels silver bat, which cost $800. Uh, 
He is 16 years old, and we play in country South Australia. So he's playing in a division that would not be unlike ours, I imagine. Country SA, you know, like sort of 10,000 or so people in the in the thing. Uh, he has an ego second to Virat, an example of this is we were using the outside nets and I nicked him off, and next ball he proceeded to act like he had scored 300 in an Ashes test. So, like, so we've all sort of had that done to uh, one of your, our mates, you know, you get him out and then maybe he crashes you through the covers and just like, I don't know, struts down the pitch. Um, another time I told him we should, he should read How to Detox Your Ego, <laughs> made famous by Virat. And I told him he should read it, but uh, he said that, that's why I average 150 and he averages 50. Wow. <laughs> Even his dad has abused him about it. Wow. I love it. I love it. it. He's comparing his average in country, in South, country South Australia to Virat Kohli's test average. Uh, the reason we did pick this, uh, other than being a really good yarn, is I think everyone has got one of these guys. I think this is a very um, – universal, stereotypical cricket character that you get in different clubs. The guy that, you know, realistically isn't probably going to amount to anything overly special yeah, but goes and forks out a small fortune on his kit and struts around like he's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, um, I know I've we've had one in our club, which is probably even worse considering that this guy um, was, well, we th- – if we say that Ranatunga and Harangana Harath have the perfect athletic body, what would we say about um, well, this Well, if guy? they've got the perfect athletic body, this this guy is... He is very, very perfect. So much more <laughs> perfect than the dad bod of yeah. Ranatunga. He's got the body of a god. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's more Buddha than uh, anything. Um, <laughs> and he would have, when he was playing for the club, he would have been in his... Mid to late thirties, pushing forty, and again, yep, rocked up one season. Uh, well, halfway through the season, actually, he just brought his brand new bat out. Of you know, he bought it in for his birthday, which was middle of the year, and then yeah. spent the whole winter preparing it. And it wasn't quite ready for game one, and it wasn't quite ready for game two. Despite the fact we heard all about how next game I might bring out the new grey nick. Our next game, I might bring out the new grey nick. Yeah. Finally saw it, and it was about the same six hundred odd dollars. And it's like, will you play third grade in Bathurst? Yeah, and you're not even good. No, he yeah. was he, he was average at best. See, I can un- I can understand that. Has he had expensive bats before? Is he one of those guys that's got all the gears and no idea? Uh, I, I like I I totally get it. I'm like, if you're fully passionate about playing it, and you're gonna you want to you want to spend the money and kick yourself up with the best, then that's that's fine. The the thing that I take umbrage with is just the the <laughs> rubbing it in everyone's face about oh, how yeah. look at my seven hundred dollar bat. Yeah, see, I can you can I always say like oh look at my new bat or look at my new thing. Yeah, but that's just you never it off. ever ever mention how much it costs. Well, and you don't give a countdown to when it's going to come oh, out. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. hey, and, unless you're you know Donald Bradman, but. Whatever. I'm sure he didn't even do that. <laughs> Look at this stump. I've only used this one for three months against the tank. It's all right. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think everyone's had a guy like that. Um, all, all the ego where they oh. just, um, 
usually the guys with an ego are actually end up being probably good in terms of big yeah. fish in a small pond, which is even more infuriating because yeah. they're usually better than you and they've got just this massive ego to go with it. And you're like, yeah, you're good, but you're not that good, you tool. No, one of the one of the well, a couple of the best players I've played against well, forever. One of them could bat out of his skin and could bowl. Was a great bowler, and I spoke to him one day, and it turned out he was the nicest guy. And I've got to know his wife, and my wife's friends with his wife, and it just irritates me because this guy's so good at stuff. And you just want to hate him and because I want to hate his if, guts. If he's that good, he's got to be a dick. dick, right? Yeah, but that kind of really kind not. of weighs into my rant last week, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn talented people. <laughs> or you get the other side of the spectrum where you're like, this guy's pretty good, and you go and talk to him about it, and the only, you know he's good because he'll tell you. Oh yeah, he'll tell you how good he is. And he'll tell you figures that he had from 15 years ago or 20 years ago. In junior cricket, I did this. In under-16s, I did this. I don't even know how many runs I scored last year or the year before. I got some. I can't remember. And uh, that's that's as much as you'll get from me. Uh, I, I, wouldn't I've, need, I've I wouldn't need many fingers to count in your runs <laughs> I scored. Yeah, but it's usually how, how many, you know, how'd you go? Yeah, all right. I think I've only ever I've only ever been so excited and messaged you once. Oh my god, how did you do today? Because I asked you first. And you then, know when that question comes, where you, yeah. you know that Gary's done a good job. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like, oh, it's going to be something good. It was pretty good. The worst <laughs> thing about it is these people, a lot of the time, <coughs> if you're not talking about cricket, some of the best blokes to be around. Like they're genuinely nice guys, great mates, and then you just get on that subject, and it's just like. Yeah, and it just switches on. And you're like, oh, cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, I'm sure there's lots of people that have got lots of those characters at their clubs. The ones that just either have just so much money in their kits and are either well, really rubbish at the game. We had a guy, one guy. You know the the the, the thigh pads that have the inner thigh and the outer thigh that they were in like first grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he had to have a pair of those, even though yeah. we play third grade. And I've been hit by pretty much everyone who bowls in third grade. And it's, it, some of them sting, but, you know, it's yeah. what you've got a bat for. Inner thigh hurts. Inner thigh oh, does hurt, yeah. especially when you've got thighs your size. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we, we had another guy that went and bought himself an arm guard. An arm guard, Aaron. A, an, an arm guard. An arm guard. For Bathurst cricket. Yep. Third grade. Yep. On your Maddie, we love you, brother. <laughs> but you were a terrible cricketer, my friend, and you're probably not listening to this, but you need to know. <laughs> so, someone link him this. <laughs> he, he's, made, he's He's got to run. But, yeah, he's – oh, he had all the gear and no idea. He didn't – he had arm guards. He had, like, all the thigh – didn't have a bat. <laughs> he had brand-new pads. I hate wearing brand-new gear. Like, I've got a pair of pads that I've had for about seven seven years, I think, and they're starting to go, and I'm like, oh, I don't want new ones. Because you'll walk out in the middle and someone will say something. Yeah. Gloves, like- gloves are a little bit different. Like, you can get away with new gloves because I have to get new gloves every season because, I don't know, I sweat or something. Mm. But It's new- almost like we're playing a summer sport. I know, yeah. and in, in long pants. <laughs> Thank you, England. Woo! No, but – um. Yeah, I just I don't like walking out to the middle with new shoes or new pants. 
Or a new bat, even if you uh, a new bat, you can always take it to the nets and give it a bit, yeah, of, yeah, a bit yeah. of a flick, <laughs> or, or just get get the paintbrush out, yeah, and just put a yeah. couple of cherries on it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, just, oh, I better yeah. make it realistic. I'll put a couple on the edge. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. If you get new pads, you know you've got. If someone notices, you've got about four overs of oh, put a cherry on his pads, mate. Send him on his way. Yeah, especially if they come out and they're like bleached, bleach white. Yeah, yeah. You like, know, like when you if you're like walking reflecting out in, the sun yeah, into your eyes, that you know, white like, that it like you can't look directly at them. Yeah, yeah. I've I've sledged guys for having new shoes as well. <laughs> it, it doesn't take much, does it? No. You've just got to pick up on something that's different I'm about. Pretty sure time. you pair sledged me for my shoes once. Oh, so this is this is uh, no, I would never have done that. Oh, I, I, I would have. Yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my, I think my shoes were more like, are those shoes come with those inner concrete linings, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, no, this guy came out with moon boots once, and we just went on about the moon boots. But <laughs> unfortunately, he then scored against us, and it was just like, oh, man, shouldn't have, shouldn't have mentioned the moon boots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, Matt, thank you for um, writing in. Yeah, um, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Matt I'm, cannot be the only one. I'm sure that that would have been quite a headache to deal with at times with a guy that's, um, especially if he's comparing his South Australian country average to Virat Kohli. I can only imagine how much of a handful that guy is from time the, to time. The hardest thing is that you would feel obliged to educate this guy because he's 16. Yeah. He, he's yeah. only a kid. How did he get that big of an ego in that short of a time? I'd like to meet his father. <laughs> well, his father apparently is telling him off. So that's that's you know. So well, yeah. I'd, I'd like to like and talk to his dad. See what see what's going on. What in do I want is, is an addition to the story, and I'm hoping this happens to the, in the future. I can only assume it will. But the time that the ego comes crashing down, oh, when I want to hear about he it. He gets out for a duck. Well, it can't just be one. I feel like to, to get that ego down, it has to be, you know, like three in a row or something. <laughs> I don't know. You want to see am, am I Am I just like, yeah, am I just cynical? Am I just looking for people to fail? Well, you're not hoping. You just want to see what would so, happen. You know, once. like some men just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you watch Virat Kohli when he gets it's low scores. He's not quite as snippy in the field. And yeah. He looks like a lost puppy. It's great. Yeah, I see, love it. see, when I get out cheaply, I, I feel like I need to talk more and, you know, contribute by sledging. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, I, if I drop a catch, I'll, I'll shut up for a couple of overs and then I'll, oh, I'll go. Oh, man, I'll, I'm, the, I'm uh, the worst for that. I'll, I'll, I'll get really, really vocal then. Yeah. And I will make it my mission to take everything that comes near me. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. I think that'll wrap us up for another episode. Um, so it's been a great one, one that I'm very excited about. We get to talk about all of the cricket that has come back. So I am very excited. Hope all of you out there are very excited as well. It's been a it's been a long hiatus, but the, there is light at the end of the tunnel, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting cricket back. Um, we will be back again next week with some more cricketing news another local cricket hero, and I'm sure there will be a rant of some description that will keep us going. Um, in the meantime, you know, share a rant of your own if there's just something that ticks you off about cricket or you know, cricket-related stuff that you want to get off your chest. Go and air it on our Facebook page. We might even bring the rant and have a chat about it for our next segment. Yeah. Um, share those local cricket heroes that you've got. 
Exactly. Um, get on board. Talk to us. Tell us what you like. Yeah. I, there is so many stories that 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 um, need to be told, I think. Yeah, so that's, that's the what, what we talked about. It's one of the things we love about cricket. There's yeah. always, always stories. Anyways, guys, that'll do us for another week. Thank you so much for your time. We will talk to you next week with a lot more cricketing goodness. Goodbye. See you guys. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.